Sean Capri, I'm at home and you're listening to the Xbox Drive and today we're going to review Halo Infinite and I'm with my friend Ryan Turford, he's the man on the moose and we brought another Canadian with us, Court Lalonde, so jump on in to the Xbox Drive, BOOM! Greater than X. Hello Sean Capri. My voice did something weird there, Ryan. I did a little bit of a different intro. I'm in my basement. It's late at night. I grabbed our friend Court Lalonde. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. I think it's the acoustics. I think when you're in your car, you get the, the I get the, great the sound acoustics. Ba- you do because the sound is very is a lot is of blankets in there. Oh yeah, and there's the from the, the car kids, seat in the back. The car mm-hmm. seats, yeah, seats mm-hmm. on seats. We actually have like seats on top of seats in the car. So, it yeah, does a lot look of, a little messy. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, it's a disaster, dude. It's an absolute disaster. You got to go back to the days when I had my own car. But that's a that's a story for another day, my friend. I share this vehicle with too many people. But that's, that's past Sean's life. Neither that, here nor there. Exactly. Well, of Thanks course. Thanks for judging, though. I'm yeah, I, a bitch. I, I, Sean. Listen, listen. <laughs> that's what friends do. Fair. So we have Ryan. Court LaVond on the show, by the way. So, Court, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank for you for having me. You are brand new who maybe have not, you know, don't know who you are for some reason. Tell the fine folks at home, you know, who you are and uh, where they can find you on the Internet, and all that good stuff. Well, you can find me at the on the on the on the, uh, the the bird app at Court Lalonde. But I am a co-host of newly branded Xbox, a formerly Assemble XP. It's a daily Xbox news YouTube show. Um, and it used to be a podcast, but uh, I don't think it is anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just you had me on and then it just killed all the dreams of it ever being a podcast. No, it, it, it has everything to do with we, we record a lot of content on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard to juggle in the, the podcast as well, considering we're shooting like two, maybe four videos a day. It's tough. Mm-hmm. My God. Well. Everyone go check out Court and, uh, and Matt. They make awesome content over on Xbox A. So check us out there. All the links will be in the show notes as well if you want to check out Court. Also, Court, you can hear him every week on the Xbox Drive. Court actually pretty much writes it a quest every single week mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. He's a well, good friend yeah. of the show. Yeah, I, I try. And I also do watch it with my daughter in the mornings. I watch it on YouTube. I'm one of those YouTube people. Um, I sometimes I double dipped uh, a couple weeks ago because I only watched half of it. So then I got to do- I listened to the rest while in my car. But uh, I watch it on YouTube the next morning every single time. My God. My God. Well, of course, we've all met. We've all hung out. This is so cool, man. We all got to play Halo together. We're all Canadian. This is amazing, dude. I am am scared and excited at all at the same time to do our review tonight, Ryan Turford. Well, it's the holidays. You brought up a perfect segue, Sean, because here we are reviewing Halo Infinite's campaign. So not the multiplayer per se. We'll talk about maybe the multiplayer another day at some point. I, I think we because we haven't really talked about it, but I feel like maybe that we save kind of the multiplayer for uh, when when the game is fully released in, as multiplayer as, as like an actual game. But we're talking I about think the that's campaign a good idea. tonight. Uh, and yeah. then we can kind of, you know, devote a whole show to the campaign. So before we get into it, of course, we want to say huge thank you to our friends over at Xbox Canada for providing us access to Halo Infinite ahead of launch. So we can bring this content to you. So huge thank you to them for being, you know, awesome supporters of the channel as well. Also, if you want to support us, there's a number of awesome ways to do that. Of course, you can find us on your podcast feed of choice, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. We're on all the things. So check us out there. Of course, subscribe there. Leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts and we'll actually read that review on the show as well. Also, if you want to see our beautiful faces, 
head over to YouTube, youtube.com slash Yumi Capri. We put up a video version of the show every single Thursday morning, as Court pointed out, uh, where you can actually watch us, you know, do the podcast that way. So, of course, like, subscribe, share, all the things that people on YouTube tell you to do. And last but not least, if you want early access to this and all of our shows, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. Of course, throw a little tip in the old tip jar and out comes content. All right. Guys, ready to do this? Ready to talk about Halo Infinite? I'm, I'm so excited to, to talk about this with you guys tonight. How pumped are you? I played the crap out of this game, Ryan Turford. I want to yeah. I want to get some of this stuff out of the way. Um, we got this game quite a bit earlier than maybe I was anticipating. Uh, mm-hmm. We knew it was coming up. Uh, we got to schedule time to go ahead and play that, so that was kind of nice. Um, I've been big on this lately. I have finished the campaign. There's a little tracker in it that says how much you've completed. I don't think I've completed nearly as much as you have, but we'll mm-hmm. get into what that all kind of refers to. Um, but I really do feel... Like, I played this game under a review kind of schedule in the same way that I would if the game came out and I was, like, with everybody else. I would have dumped four or five hours a night into this thing just like I did. Um, I feel like, and I actually finished the game earlier than I anticipated. We weren't going to record yep. this for another couple nights. Thought I would need more time. I just, like, went at it, man. Like, I really, really did. So, game is completed. Rolled credits. Got the full experience out of this thing, so I was really excited. Court, how about you, man? Like, did, how was your sort of like review experience kind of thing? So this was my f- my second review. So Psychonauts Two was my first um, via Xbox Canada. Um, I am a clear map type person, um, yeah. and I messaged Ryan. I think he let me know how far I was, mm-hmm. and I realized I needed to record today for Xbox A. So I mainlined the story. I yeah. am a big Ubisoft fan and I'm not comparing this game to Ubisoft I don't want to do that because I I've, it's just things on the map I, I like I think we'll discuss off. like the differences yeah. there's yeah. definitely differences we'll yeah I like taking things off on the map and this definitely has that and so I didn't do all of it and also the um the logs I didn't mm-hmm. collect all of them and even though I thoroughly enjoyed them uh, it's one actually one of my favorite parts of the game because I'm a huge story driven player yeah and I felt the way they put these in the game was some of the one of the best I've ever seen in a video game because it didn't detract from the story and actually continued the story. So for me, I am extremely excited to replay this game on Wednesday and take my time with it. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan, talk about why we're all probably going to be replaying this game. Yeah, so I mean, the, the build that we had, the early build that we have access to is it was like a separate review build from the actual game, so we won't actually be able to carry our saves over to the full game, and if you go to our achievement list, they'll be blank because we haven't actually yeah. been able to get any of the achievements, so uh, we'll be able to, we'll be playing along with everyone else on, on Wednesday next week, um, and as for me, yeah, like I actually, kind of like you, Sean, where I actually approach this review you and crushed it. this game dude yeah. yeah he destroyed it i did i did okay but uh <laughs> i actually uh played it you know in the same way though i normally would have if yeah. i was playing it on my own where i wasn't you know forcing myself to continue to playing it like i crushed it because i was playing for like five or six hours straight three nights yeah, in a row and managed to finish it and i actually would have probably gone for a hundred percent of the game if I actually knew our saves were going to carry over. I think, honestly, mm-hmm. my final Same. percentage was very high anyways, and, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Mine was not. <laughs> uh, Neither. So yeah. I, I think, like, I'm so excited to go back and kind of, when, it, when I'm kind of itching to replay this game, like, that's when I'm going to go back, replay it, and kind of you know, get all like I all already the stuff am and do for the yeah, 100%. same. Like I thoroughly enjoyed my time and I know I, I messaged the, our, our group chat and Ryan had 
Ryan had just said, oh, what he did. And I'm like, oh, my God. But mm-hmm. uh, I mainline it. But I even said, and Ryan even said, I know in our chat was like, I understand, but I had no choice. Like, I, I was like, I was taking too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I have a funny feeling that I'm going to start this on Wednesday and I'm going to play it for about a month and I want 100% <laughs> it. I, I yeah. want it all. I want yeah, the whole man. game done. I don't, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to only play this game. I'll play other games on the side. I'll play multiplayer with you on Saturday nights, but mm-hmm. I'm only playing this game for the month of December. So yeah. I'm I'm sensing actually I'm surprised at you. I don't know where we're gonna go with this. I don't know where everybody says. I have a feeling Ryan is pretty positive on this. I know that I'm pretty positive. I'm very curious on where you are on this uh, on this court. But I like I was surprised at the hour count on this a little bit, mm-hmm. given that it is open world. Given that the, the first time we ever saw that map, it's like, well, that's Far Cry for Halo, and we'll talk about that. I think a, li- uh, a little bit. But I my gameplay time was about twelve hours. Yeah. Um, but I still got a lot more to do. I still have like things to find. There's there's discoverable stuff all over the map. Uh, but very similar to you, Court. Like I was really enjoying it. But then yeah, I kind of wanted to. I wasn't. I wasn't so much like changing my my play style because of like the review stuff it was more because nothing carries over right. right so i didn't wasn't really incentivized to like scour the map for absolutely everything but i am stoked to to get over there so that's sort of like my high level ryan like mm-hmm. i really really like this game and pretty much all the components to it with that said i think that there are some things that we can pick apart yeah and i think it i think many people when they get their hands on it they'll have the similar opportunity to pick some of the parts about it it just depends on how nitpicky i think some people will be Mm -hmm. about it um it's also worth mentioning that the build that we've got no co-op yeah it wasn't anything special for us it's going to be the same as everybody else i think that has to be said that this game is coming in hot on both the campaign and on the multiplayer. This was delayed for a year. And there's, when I say it shows, like I kind of want that to be within the context of like the things that kind of are missing, but it doesn't really impact like the gameplay. I think what people are seeing on the multiplayer side is similar on the campaign. The gameplay is rock solid. And I personally believe that the story is excellent. I think it's super intimate and they've gone completely back on what they maybe got wrong with, um, or in some people's minds with halo five, this is a, um, a master chief story. Mm -hmm. This is like, there's no, no if, ands or buts about it. There's no way around it. This is master chief through and through. So I think a lot of people are going to be happy about that. And then there's a lot more to explore, Ryan, I think. Yeah. It's the best halo game since halo three. Whoa! Well, like, I guess true. Yeah, I literally just played the whole um, Master Chief Collection um, in preparing for this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a hard time playing five again, and I did um, yeah. because I'm a very story-driven person. So that game just annoys me. Um, yeah. This, I really found the story to be great. Yep, but. And I have a bot. I know there's gonna um, be a bot. Lots of bots. There's always gonna be a bot. Um, I didn't like the level design to get to certain parts. The sure. the monster closet after monster one easy monster closet, and then I go through a hallway up a stair, up a hallway down a stair, yep. over an elevator, bridge elevator, yeah. power cell, power cell, power cell. Ooh, I hate power cells. Got to find batteries. Um, yeah, and and then get to another monster closet with some with the harder enemies. Um, yeah. Because I thought the story was that good that they didn't yep. need that, mm-hmm. and I and I and maybe that's a I hate saying a three four three trope because it felt very similar to the games that I just played. Yeah. Um, and I, I I messaged Ryan about this, and I was like, it feels a little bit like this game was made so it could be played on the Xbox One. And I and Ryan 
reminded me it was. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, I thought that more like it was, this is a Halo game. Like, I felt like, and maybe that just brings it back a generation or two or whatever, but it, it seemed like, um, I think I was talking to Ryan about this kind of off air, how, remember when you played Ocarina of Time, you got onto Hyrule Field, and you're like, this is amazing, it's gigantic, and then you look back and you're like, oh, how cute and quaint, right? And you think back to Combat Evolved, and it's like, this game is huge and is massive, and you explore it, and, and you look back and it's like, it's not really, like, compared to the open world stuff that we're used to now, like, that's not it, but it does, I feel like, kind of bridge that gap of gigantic, probably too big, which is like Far Cry and, and Assassin's Creed and things like mm-hmm. that. It brings you in. Um, actually, I would say it's a, kind of similar to Horizon Zero Dawn in that way. Mm-hmm. There are definitely like areas where you've got to go into like the like a corridor that then yeah. unlocks kind of a bigger area as well. Mm-hmm. But Ryan, oh, no, you the- unlocked a wasp. Like you were flying around this map as well. Yeah. So you got all the FOBs? Yeah, I actually maxed out. In, well, actually, you can go over the max amount because I think they're going to add stuff eventually to to that system. Oh, that this let's let's preface and say they're definitely like this game is made so you can. Well, add. they actually announced it ahead of time, so we actually know that three four three's plan with Halo Infinite is not for there to be a Halo Infinite two that comes after this. Like the idea is this game is going to be updated throughout its life with more campaign missions. That's as awesome. well as more awesome. content yeah. to then continue the story from there. So, um, and, it, and sorry, I just wanted to correct. I didn't mean the map was, I meant the loading screens is what made me think it was an Xbox. Cause that's what I messaged Ryan. I was oh, like, there's so, a lot yeah, of loading sometimes screens. It, sometimes it surprises you with a loading screen. You're like, really? For no like, reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, at least yeah, they weren't the Ninja God in black loading screens where if you play that game on yeah. Xbox series X, it takes a minute and a half to load sometimes because the, the it's a, it has like a, uh, a fake loading screen in there that's built in for the original Xbox, which is just very uh. silly when you play it now today. So fair enough. I imagine. It's so the game is good. Thing. I'm excited for people to play it. Ryan, set the stage for us, my friend. What's what's happening here? What is what's Master Chief doing? So first off with the story, we don't really go. We don't want to go deep with this because I know yep. that we don't want people to be spoiled with the story or anything like this. Definitely we want this not. to be a spoiler free, free review because I mean, we pretty much handle our all of our reviews that way. But you're playing as Master Chief um, and it kind of picks up where we saw Master Chief in kind of the very first trailer where essentially he's rescued out in the middle of space um, by basically a, a UNSC Pelican pilot, essentially, who's kind of like drifting through space. And uh, he finds Master Chief, brings him on board, and there he finds out that he's near Zeta Halo, which is basically this Halo ring that isn't fully complete because there's basically this destroyed section of the ring. Um, and basically Master Chief and uh, the Pelican pilot go down there because... Uh, they're they're basically chasing down the the banished, which is the, one of the uh, brute kind of factions from that we saw in Halo Wars, which is really cool. So if you actually played Halo Wars two, there's actually a lot of nods to that game as well. So it's important mm-hmm. to kind of the story if you if you played that because I definitely think that they they do a lot of nice nods to people who actually played Halo Wars two. So the the banished are on the ring. They're trying to basically put it back together and activate it. So Master Chief's going down there trying to take him out. And that's that's pretty much all we're going to kind of see about the story. But that's what you're you're doing in this game. You're going uh, you're driving around Zeta Halo. You're taking out, you know, banished bases. And there's a bigger plot beyond that. But again, we're not going to go into that here. So 
obviously kicks off Ryan with like some amazing, just really good Steve Downs lines in this. Like, you know, I only need one bullet or that's enough. I need a weapon. Like there's so much Master Chief fan service in this. Like even the shots, even the the armor, I think the design of Master Chief is is a callback. Uh, I think he is the star of the show. Mm-hmm. Only to be maybe be outdone by my perhaps my new favorite character of the damn year weapon as we as we as we come to know her the new AI that is paired up with Master Chief we've seen her with her cute little face and her like expressions and she's kind of like oh I'm new yeah I am like in all the like a totally platonic way like one should be with a computer AI that exists in a computer game um, I am in love with this character man throughout the entire thing I was so hooked on this new relationship as mm-hmm. as master chief is not with cortana in this in this adventure i don't think that that's a spoiler to say we we saw what happened with the fifth game and yeah i think that the character work here is excellent and i love the banished as as the villain i think that any good hero needs a good villain and the other thing that i would say on this too is this kind of gives me a sense that like we wanted to explore with Master Chief like that he is a little bit flawed, I would say. What happens when Master Chief makes mistakes? I think even um, the pilot you mentioned asked him at one point, like, when have you ever failed? And he gives a couple, like, pretty massive examples. And it's like, damn, this dude is, he's got a lot on his mind. And so I think that they did a lot of great character work while mixing in open world elements while still feeling Halo while still like advancing where this game has been in the past five games like this is not this is not our old halo game it definitely feels different it feels evolved if i may but i i don't know they 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 managed to strike like a really good balance with this character work and all this kind of stuff court where were you at with it dude I really enjoyed Master Chief and the uh, and the weapon. Uh, their relationship um, oh, at one man. point at, at one point I was I was at Master Chief. I was like, "Geez, he's mean! Like, mm-hmm. what a, what a jerk! Like, what's wrong with this guy?" Um, I wish that they did more development with the pilot. Um, to be honest, um, it was it was it was to me that the beginning, and then all of a sudden he's he's the pilot that we all saw in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, at an, at an, I'm like, oh, okay. And then there was, there was th- things where I wish there was more character development with him because I thought he was a, a pretty cool character that they could do a lot more with. Yeah. But I also really enjoyed the story with the banished and the other, yes. uh, enemies throughout. I felt it was very good. And that's where those audio logs came in. Yeah. I thought those audio logs gave so much backstory to every single character that Master Chief would eventually face throughout the story. Mm-hmm. And I was, it was the first game that I felt that I was finding these audio logs purposely because I was like, well, I want to hear more. Yeah, well, I want to hear more those... of the story. And the way they were doing it is you'd be walking a hallway and that audio log would be playing and it wouldn't um, mess with your gameplay. Yeah, yeah, classic Bioshock stuff for sure. Yeah. And those audio logs like really reminded me of the audio logs in a game like The Last of Us where it was like, they were so interesting and you learned so much about the world and everything else to court's point. Like, yeah, I went out of my way to go find them. Like anytime uh, you go to a place on the map, it tells you how many audio logs are in that, that uh, encampment. And sometimes they're UNSC audio logs. So the, the humans are talking on them or sometimes they're banished ones and you kind of learn more about the banished and, and you know, what, t- what type of things they value and stuff like that. So yeah, I thought a lot of them were like, really interesting, especially because one of the elements in the world that I thought was was cool about this game was the uh, targets of interest, which were basically like elite units, essentially, that you go and uh, and take out. And 
you actually learn about them through the audio logs as you take some of the bases. So um, it was cool to kind of, you know, put those two together because you got more, you know, information as to why, like, the, these two cool, like, uh, hunters are, you know, cl- had like rose to fame, I guess, within the banished. So, yeah. And I also like the ones that you would find near the fallen Spartans that would give you upgrades. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, uh, it's the, you can upgrade yourself. You upgrade. Um, yeah, Thank it's amazing. You. Um, it's so good. It makes so much sense, and it it is exactly the upgrades you want. I thank you, Corey. I cut you off, but I was really excited fine. to bring that up, man. That is so awesome. Yeah, that was one of the best parts about the game. Uh, yes. I did wish that I could upgrade my my weapon to give me a bigger clip, but you know that's just me being <laughs> used to video games now, right? Like mm-hmm. that's something they put in video games, but not in a Halo game. I'm happy we could run, and I'm happy I could upgrade my shields. But I really like the audio. That were beside the fallen Spartans. That mm-hmm. when you were getting, because they gave you this history of this Spartan that you're getting this skill from, mm-hmm. and I, I thought whoever wrote them, like, yeah. well done. Like, yeah. the, they did such a good job because it, it brought you into the story. So, like, you were walking, you were just like, you hear it, and you're you're walking, and you'd just be like, oh my god, like you you felt the that fallen Spartan. You felt who they were. I think it reminds me of like the hunt the truth podcast like we didn't really get one of those leading up to this game anybody uh, remembering that from Halo 5 there was a a wonderful podcast leading up to it so there's yeah there's great writing and there's great lore within the Halo world of course and performances and everything and that man I am totally totally with you on this I think like pretty much on every element however you slice it whether it's the world or the characters you mentioned you wish that there was more with the pilot Um, some people might be wishing there was more with pretty much everything I think there's going to be two camps on this front i think some people will say and i i'm in this camp i appreciate the discipline that they showed because if they try to do too much then the game kind of gets away from itself and what it needed to be was a master chief story and it is a master chief story (laughs) it still needed to be a halo game so they could they have gotten more elaborate skill trees probably could they have had a larger world probably um more characters, those types of things. But I'm on, I'm in the camp that I like, it seemed like they were practicing discipline. Mm -hmm. Some people might say they, they ran out of time, which maybe they did, or for whatever the reason, more of a detractor to the game. But I was really appreciative of there were, there were hints and almost like this is the state, this is the new era of Halo, Ryan. Like I really enjoyed that. They were giving us a little bit extra stuff, but not too much because we still needed it to be a Halo game, my friend. Yeah. I think that the pacing itself with both the storytelling and the gameplay is like perfect. Like that's one of the reasons it starts out exactly like a Halo game. It doesn't start out open world, man. It's like you get two, basically two levels. It's like, this is Halo two. They make you work for it. They don't, they don't give it to you right away, which again, I think is the perfect way to go about it. Like that's one of the reasons why I felt so compelled to keep going through the game was like, I didn't really feel like the game had like a lull or a dull moment, um, both in the storytelling and the open world gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, and did I felt any like you it was guys the find any skulls. I did. Yeah. I found, I found one skull. I, I didn't found, find I any. found a, a great, I won't spoil it, I was but say, a great Easter egg. Yeah. yeah. No, I definitely won't, but there's a great Easter egg to be found. I'm um, thinking there's a bunch of Easter eggs to be found. Like that's, that's one of the things I want to go do on Wednesday where once I get to, um, Zeta Halo, and I get to the open world part. Yeah. Um, I want to, I, cause you can, you can traverse with, cause that grappling hook's the greatest thing ever. Like, oh let's be my honest. gosh. Yes. It, yes. And it feels so good. It feels like a grappling hook, like should. And you upgrade that, you upgrade your shield, which is yeah. absolutely essential. You upgrade yeah. your grappling hook. For, yes, for people man. listening, 
upgrade your shields and then upgrade your grappling hook and then move on to everything else. You're like pretty much good. Mm-hmm. Get those upgraded because the the shocking of the grappling hook when mm-hmm. you can upgrade it, oh, amazing. But I want to be able to climb up because I was able to do it. I mean, one section I was climbing up the yeah, pillars same. and I just kept going, 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 going. I'm like, okay, so they're going to let you climb wherever. If you mm-hmm. see it, you can get there. So yeah. I want to see, because I have a funny feeling that they might have put in some really cool Easter eggs to salute Halos of the past in this big game time. somewhere. Yeah. yeah, big time. Well, that's not anything new either. Like, they've done that in previous games as well. So mm-hmm. and definitely any Easter eggs you might have seen in some of the, the other Halo games, like, expect to see similar stuff in this game as well. But kind of to round out our thoughts about the story so we can kind of move on to the gameplay, since, again, we can't really go into specifics anyways about the story. Mm-hmm. Overall, I think it sounds like all three of us are pretty positive about it. Again, like, there are little nitpicky things with the story, but honestly... I think it's one of the best written Halo games ever. Like it's definitely and straightforward. I think it's deep and also like I think that there, I've I've heard some people kind of go like I've never really. Some people don't follow the Halo lore. There's a lot of like intricacies to it. I think this is this is pretty straightforward, but also really impactful. Every every character matters. Everybody who has lines and and dialogue in this, I think I think matters. I really like the interactions with these characters and everything. So yeah, man, I'm. Oh, I could go on. I want to do a spoiler cast at some point. Yeah. Uh, I, I not want, today, I, obviously. Yeah, because I want more. Like, I yeah. now play it, and I'm like, okay, I want more. Like, I totally get a lot of things with the multiplayer now. Um, yeah. Yes. A lot more. Yeah. Like we, we, oh, should we talk a, about that? Sp- well, We're we can, that so that's not a spoiler. A yeah. Okay. yeah, we'll get to that, but that's not a spoiler. Agreed. Yeah. Overall, I think we all agree. Story is fantastic, so if you really like Halo story. stories, well written. you're going to really like the, this game, I think. So let's move on to the gameplay and kind of talk about kind of the, the open world itself before we kind of break down some of the, the combat mechanics. So the open world, as we kind of, you've heard us kind of allude to at least a little bit, not as big as we were all kind of thinking going into it. Like, it almost kind of reminded me of, like, three of the smaller open world sections in something like, you know, Rise of the Tomb Raider that are kind of just mm-hmm. all strung together. Very good point. Because essentially you're on, you're not able to go through the whole open world at the very beginning of the game. Right. It's actually locked off by bridges. So mm-hmm. as you progress through the story, you'll actually like unlock a new area on the open world map. And, and that's kind of how you progress through the open world to the point where by the end of the game, you know, you've got the full open world kind of available to you at that point and you can go do everything you wanted at that point. Yeah. Um, and there's even a spot point where you get locked in that section and you can't go anywhere yeah. for a little bit. So it kind of reminded me almost of a blend of rise of the Tomb Raider with the open world stuff that I just mentioned and a traditional halo game. Like th- those two ideas basically like mishmashed together because I really feel like the campaign levels that you go on through this game feel like traditional campaign levels yes. from halo. Like, to a T. Literally what I was writing down right now, I wanted to come back to it. Thank you, Ryan. We were wondering about this. We were talking about this not too long ago on the Xbox Drive, but how are they going to do this? How are they going to do an open world but still have, like, story beats and have those missions really um, matter and have impact? I don't really want to do too much comparing to, like, a Far Cry, but I kind of have to in this case because yeah. Far Cry missions kind of just seem to happen, um, like, in the world. They but And they could happen in some cases. I feel like they could happen anywhere. In this case, you really go into a mission. Usually, it's in some what did you call them, monster caves court? Like yeah, you usually yeah. go well, into. I some got sort that from structure. Steve Vigvari. He It was a very good description. He was that like, "Well, you one. go from one monster cave to the other monster cave that was a little bit harder because you're mm-hmm. you, you're literally above the world, and then to go do the missions, you go underground. 
Totally. Yeah, which I think is actually a smart design element. To exactly, this. because you still get the open world when you capture these FOBs throughout, yep. which I would do because you get yep. the fast travel from those. Yes. That gives you that open world Far Cry feel, let's mm-hmm. let's say, because you're capturing the base. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also helps you upgrade and it helps you be better. Like if it wasn't for me talking to Ryan at one point, I was like, oh, I got to go back and do all this so that I can upgrade my shields and get in there so I don't get destroyed. Yeah. Um, and those FOBs are very serviceable. Like they, they actually mm-hmm. do a lot for you. They are the fast travel thing, but they also they're a base of operations. You can go get your weapons. You can get you can catch a ride, Ryan yeah. Turford. You get to, you get vehicles, and quite possibly the best vehicle in all of gaming, Sean, the Gun Goose. The Gun Goose. Yes, thank you. Well, I was going to say, you know, uh, the Mongoose was created in the lore of Halo for this game. Yeah. It's the first vehicle you, you get to go on, and there's a big old open world for you to go go traverse on. But yes, they mount a gun to this sucker, and they call it the Gun Goose, and oh my god, this thing is amazing, dude. Dude, it shoots rockets. It's a Mongoose that <laughs> shoots rockets. Like, that's a Ryan Cooper year, vehicle. <laughs> like, that, if I've ever seen one right there, like, as soon as I unlocked that, Sean, like, that's all I was driving until I unlocked mm-hmm. the flying vehicle. Well, see, point. it's hilarious to say that because me, I, as soon as I found a ghost, I would grapple hook and I would steal it and I would just mow down everybody with that oh, thing. Because I think the, the ghost was, it was like ghost the, 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 yeah. the FOB killer. You could mm-hmm. just circle everybody and destroy the whole thing because you can aim. But yeah. that's one thing I want to get. The aiming was very precise and very well done I on agree. the gun mechanics. Like I agree, it was yeah. very well done. Like I learned very easily from you guys to shoot in the chest first, shields go down, pop them with a headshot. But even when I was far away and I was using, say, the sniper rifle, you, the the range and the the feel on it was very good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, my I mean, gosh, there's so much to unpack, man. That's something that Ryan I, went. Sorry, I'll just I just want to quickly say because we're talking about the vehicles. Of when the, when a and especially because it's in the early goings where uh, traveling around is a little bit more difficult, a little bit more challenging. But if you see a banshee flying over top of you, like you shoot at and you're like over here, like you're like waving the flare like in Jurassic yep. Park. You're like throwing it over here, like come back, <laughs> like come attack me so I can steal your banshee because I'd like to fly 100%. to the other side of the map. Yeah, man, like moments like that are all over the place. And then I think where you're going with this too is like the guns are excellent, and somehow they manage to kind of have like they kind of force a bit of the variety that they've always done with halo games in this giant open world like i don't know how they managed to really do that like you really have to explore the full arsenal of weapons um that they throw at you you, you can go to up up top and probably there's going to be some dead marine up there with a, a sniper rifle that he's dropped or a or a rocket launch well, or something super helpful for you but i, yeah, I learned the skewer is my favorite weapon of all time oh, like i so can't good. wait to play multiplayer and be like i know how to use this thing this thing mm-hmm. is the destroyer of everything because that weapon that got me through a lot of uh, a lot of tough times yeah you're counting on it yeah uh i actually think the weapons are really well done although i would actually disagree with your guys's points about having to explore the whole arsenal because i will say one of my secrets that i kept from you guys is i actually did not explore the whole arsenal i basically had two weapons the entire game and that's what i kept so, but you uh, run out of ammo. Like, what do you mean? It's like uh, you, you run out of ammo. Life finds a, lot. a way, Sean. Life finds a way. So, first off, this is something that's actually new in this game that I yeah. really, really liked was there are actually ammo boxes that you can find in all of the areas usually where there's combat. Whether you're you're taking over an FOB or you're taking doing one of the side missions or yeah. you're in a mainline mission, you'll usually find one somewhere along the way. But if my re- guns ran out of ammo, my solution was not to go pick up another gun. 
because I really liked my set of Guild of Guns, it was instead to use the grappling hook and the charge punch, which are two upgrades you get, to just mow down enemies with punching them. Like, I don't actually think that I've ever played a Halo game where I've punched so many people in the face that I did in this <laughs> game, where, like, if there was a counter for kills for how many melee kills I had in this game, it, it would be over half of my kills in this game were melee kills versus gun kills at this point. Cause I was playing it like doom 2016 or something like that, where I was like being super aggressive That's using really the grappling funny. hook and punching people. Even be- even before I got like the charging punch upgrade, I would mm-hmm. then u- just use the grappling hook to grapple towards someone and then just melee them a bunch of times because well, especially not- the enemies with the shields, right? Cause it would yeah. knock the shields off. Exactly, because well, then you, well, would, you could, people. they'd like try and parry your grappling hook, but then it would yeah. like stun them for a second. They, so you just use your grappling hook again immediately after <laughs> to just go in close and punch them. We're, but even I, I, even the jackals, like you say shields, but like they're physical shields, like it'll knock it away. If you shoot yeah. your grappling hook at it, it'll just like kind of it'll flail yeah, and then you can like, really di- get at them. They'll get like stunned essentially. Yeah, and then so good, man. It allows you and to go and in to everybody, kill. to Ryan saying that you can find it, there's sonar. Um, yep. which was really cool oh that is great yeah well and really like a lot of what you see in multiplayer i don't think there was a single gun here that uh, i haven't used before uh, there was mm-hmm. nothing specific to campaign um all the power-ups all your like your little shield thing that pops up but sean what about the armor what about it what about the armor you, you mentioned multiplayer and there's things that you don't get to use well there i was, was gonna say actually there is one upgrade in multiplayer that we don't get in single player and that's the the counter uh yes. like gauntlet thing that you wear, oh, where essentially right, right. you can That's put true. it up That's to true. deflect a shot. But yeah. everything else from multiplayer, all the upgrades from multiplayer are there, like the the shield wall, um, the grappling yeah. hook, the sonar, the, the dodge. They're all there. But, but everybody thrust. that is loving, loving, loving their multiplayer, but would love some armor. Yeah, just go, just go play the campaign. Just play the right campaign. Away. Yes, yes, I, dude. It was so funny because we recorded the Xbox Drive earlier this week, and then of course more conversations are happening about what's it, what the multiplayer situation is, and everybody's mad about the progression, blah blah blah. And it's like they tie them in together. There's stuff. Yep. There's what are they called? Like there's so armor there's Milnar armor, so armories that you mil, find yeah, throughout the yeah, world. Yeah, Thor. Yeah. yeah. And essentially you find but, multiplayer like armor pieces and yes. uh, nameplates and all kinds of stuff. So there's actually, I like, found a whole full suit of armor. Like in one that I went in, it said it told me, it told me it was going to be a multiplayer. I knew it wasn't going to be there, but mm-hmm. it was, it was a full armor suit. I was like, Oh yeah. Like, wow. Like it, it, I, they did such a good job of pairing the two together mm-hmm. um, that now I totally understand even releasing it early that it, it was a, beta because and i also totally understand why they gave us the version they gave us because we couldn't go into multiplayer and run around with these crazy things right yeah yeah people would have been like where did he get people notice everything in halo Mm -hmm. multiplayer so if we were all running around in this armor no one's seen before they were like what is going on yeah man i i did notice um like when we first signed in if you noticed our um everything showed up from the multiplayer up on the top right corner yep Mm -hmm. So it, it showed me my battle pass. It showed me everything. And then mm-hmm. it was like, oh, no one from your fire team is here. And I'm like, oh, you were wanting to do um, this build had uh, co-op. Yeah. You could tell they tested it out. Like it won't be in the final game because we know it's not there. But it mm-hmm. was in our build because it said it in the top right corner. Yeah. I mean, part of me wonders, too, if uh, when the co-op does drop and maybe we alluded to it a little bit earlier, like I kind of hope that they paired up with more content. Yeah. Right. Because I because the, the the bulk of it is this game won't take people long to finish. No. They, people I think will actually, finish this campaign very quickly. Between because we had a group of about six people who were all 
doing the review at the same time. And I don't think any of us took longer than 12 hours to finish. Yeah. If, if memory serves. So. Uh, yeah, I was just over 12 hours. Yeah, like you can over. really push it. Yeah, I think, and, and with achievements and everything else, like that might change things a little bit. You might want to explore a little bit more, but I 100%. think that this is really smart in terms of just the, this is maybe the, the, the most multiplayer that we'll talk about, but the multiplayer is free to play. And there is more to be had by playing the campaign. So there is a bit of a lure there for, yeah, if you if you come in the free-to-play multiplayer, like, oh, you might want to go, you know, shell out the $60 for or 80 if you're here or become part of Game Pass so you can play the campaign too. There's, there's definitely a pull, and I thought that was really smartly done. Um, and vice versa. If you're only a single-player person, you're finding this multiplayer stuff anyways, you might want to go check it out over multiplayer. So well, they, they did sort of mention that there's going to be these bonuses for Game Game Pass members, and then there are possibly bonuses tied to the campaign. And I love then they it. also, they also, they, so I have a funny feeling they're going to, when they do, as you said, put new missions into the campaign, mm-hmm. as they do new playlists and do new ideas, as they were mentioning today on Twitter, then you're going to get stuff for the multiplayer. It just makes sense. They want you to go to both. They, they want these things both to be infinite, right? There's a name there for a reason. Yeah, like they're yeah. T- the campaign and the multiplayer are so much more tied together than like we've ever seen from Halo before. And I actually yes. think mm-hmm. it's a great thing, especially Same. again, if they're going to do this iterative idea with the campaign, like that's the perfect way to get keep people coming back. Like people are coming back already. For we can do Halo Saturday forever. Yeah. Halo is Halo Saturday infinitely. One would say. Mm-hmm. Huh? Huh? See what Don't I set an end date on those calendar invites, you know, just just keep them going forever. Yeah. But overall, I think the open world itself, just to kind of round out our thoughts on that, I think it's it's really well done. I think that it's really well populated with a ton of things to see and do. Um, you will actually get some recon on, on some of the stuff on the map when you take over a forward operating base. They'll basically like plot little things on your map there around your area, but they don't you gotta plot zoom everything. In, but you got to still zoom in. You mm-hmm. have to zoom in because if you don't, it doesn't show up. Right. That's right. But it doesn't map everything for you. Some of that stuff you actually have to find in the open world. So it gives you kind of some stuff to start with. But then you're like, oh, what's that tower over there? Let me go over there and go investigate it. It's like, oh, it's a propaganda tower. Um, And they as you do things in the open world, you earn a currency called Valor. And that basically unlocks new things for your forward operating bases because your forward operating base to what Sean was talking about before can actually spawn vehicles and weapons. And as you earn Valor, you can spawn more and more stuff in your base. So um, you actually get access to basically the entire suite of, of weaponry if you actually complete all of the Valor as well as all of the, the, the vehicles, including a bunch of upgraded vehicles like the Rocket uh, Warthog or the Gun Goose or the Wasp. Um, and then you can basically or different Marines. It, it, yes. it looks a lot like a, like a battle pass. Um, it does. Like in your, you're, you're earning XP. Valor is, is, kind of like an xp kind of thing yeah and yeah as you do more you get more awesome stuff in your your fobs your fob they, they, they become much more crucial to your like really taking the world over i yeah. would say court now when we're talking about the open world i want to i want to put one caveat into something that i hope they add later which is photo mode Oh, yes. Good call. Because it, it does look beautiful. You can get up into the certain ranges. And I was like, oh, this would be great. And I'm just taking out. I have a ton of screenshots that are going to show up in my, my, they're on my console. I just, yeah. I'm not going to do yeah, anything with them right now, but they're mm-hmm. there. Um, but, oh man, photo mode. I hope it comes. I hope it comes. Yeah. 
Where? And, how did you play quality or performance mode? Because I played in quality mode because um, it seemed to run perfectly fine. I'm not able to count frames with my eyeballs, but it seemed to be fine. Well, I flipped it to performance mode for a quick second, and it looked not very good, I will say. I so noticed. I, so it's funny you say that because um, my TV, I can check. So mm. Matt and I were both flipping back and forth. I, I really wish I tried it on the S. That was one of my things that I wanted to do, and I didn't do it. Um, so we were checking quality and performance. Now, frame rate wise, there was a on quality, there was a dip in frame rates. So when you're doing quality mode, it would go down to instead of 120, it would go to like 114, 113. It would, oh, it would yeah, chug it in some some areas. Yeah, like it was almost so like an uncapped frame rate. I know, I know, but it's but it, it would do that. You could you it was a noticeable difference. Um, so I played on performance. For oh the whole wow, time. man! I, I thought that the visual quality was well, took a hit there. I had there for like four minutes. I'm like, I gotta go back. Um, on my OLED. No, I'm not. It looked damn, beautiful. Damn, damn. Okay, very nice. Well, I just wanted to so know. Yeah, I think that I'm, so this I'm is a, different. If it's a shooter and I'm doing something like that, I need the the frames per second now. Usually, I'm, me I've too. Become that guy. I've become that guy. I was gonna say I was, I was actually that guy too. So, did you do performance, Ryan? So I did performance, but I'm in a unique situation, Sean, because as you know, I don't have a Series X at the moment. So I played this game mostly on Xbox One X. And not on Series S. A one X. Oh, one snap! X. Bury the lead. Oh, so wow. I actually, so I actually played in performance mode on One X, which actually ran at 1080p at 60 frames per second with no dips. That's wild, so, dude! But, Holy you cow. know, I thought it was actually a good exercise because one, when we do in our fertility, reviews, that's for we're sure. mostly doing. Well, no, it. The thing is, Court. Going back to your point about it, maybe being an Xbox One game, it ran great on One X. Like I didn't have performance dips at all. Like it. Looked pretty That's good. So cool. And it ran perfectly fine. Like no dips during the entire game, regardless of what chaos I had going on the screen. So what I think about it's low times when you die. What about low times? There's sometimes when you have like levels to do a thing that so give you, you had low, low time, times, low but it was like I was back in the game, but in like three seconds. So it wasn't. Even wow. That that's super interesting. Yeah. I'd love to see some comparisons. Yeah. On yeah Cause that. I compared that's, that's it awesome. cause, cause I tried it on series S as well. Cause I do have a series S, but, um, I, I wanted, I was like, you know what? I've got the one X anyways that I'm using. Why not just play it mostly on this to kind of give like a different, different take on the game. V- yeah. Um, very, very wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So when I compared the two, as far as the loading times, there was obviously, you know, some difference between sure, series S and one X, but it wasn't like, it wasn't backbreaking. Like it wasn't like bloodborne loan times or something like that. You know, seriously, so, that VCR sounds loud. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas my one X was totally fine. So I'm actually oh, glad that cool, I played man. it that way because also we can tell people if you've got a one X and you haven't upgraded yet because it's hard to find series X's, don't worry about it. It looks and plays great on, well, on one X. So definitely well, I would there. say it it's great. not hard to find a series S go out and get one of those. Yeah, it's the better console. I, I literally just did a comparison video on it, and we went toe to toe with the two. The Series S is the better console. Yeah, it just depends on some of the games as far as like the, if it has a one if it has one X enhancements. Like if you're playing like back compat Xbox games, for example, like the one X actually like runs circles around the Series S. But when it comes to you know games that were built specifically, okay, with Halo, Halo, online. bring it, yeah. bring it home, guys. We're bringing it back. That's what I'm saying. I, I would say it would look. I, I want to play it, so I'm going to be. I'm going to be away when it, when the game drops. So I'm going to be at a, a conference for work. I'm going to play Halo on the Series S to start my my campaign. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. So either way, 
the open world's pretty fun. I, I feel like the open world itself, one of the things I liked about it too is it wasn't too, too big, so it didn't feel like there was just a ton of fluff or anything like that. It goes back to something I was mentioning before where it just felt like the perfect length for a game like this where I don't need, you know, Far Cry, Far Cry six levels of, you know, 60 hours in that open world. Like I, I like it, I feel like it, it they did so much more in this kind of condensed open world that maybe realized that, you know, maybe you don't need, you know, to pad the time with games like this. Yeah, definitely not. And it's, and it's good to have a game that doesn't take 60 to 70 hours. It's mm-hmm. good to have a game that feels like, like you said before, Sean, a Halo game where I can go out and play it and have some fun with it. And I do see the replayability in this game to go back to the open world and just have mm-hmm. some fun. So, Because I kind of want to do like that the single player, almost like I mentioned, it has like a like a battle pass type of thing. I want to get to the end. I want to fly around in that wasp. I want to get that yeah. last. Is, is the wasp the last thing? I feel like no, there's more beyond the, that. The rocket warthog is the last thing you get. I want that big time. Like I, I have that same sort of like, it's almost like a grind, I would say, um, in the single player thing. Because I was about to say, you know, spend your 12 to 20 hours in the Halo campaign and then go play multiplayer. But I have to I have to think about somebody like a Donnie Reese who has zero interest in multiplayer. And so for somebody like that, I think that there's lots to do here. There's lots of Halo to play, but it doesn't force you to do, you know, 60, 70 hours into it. You can have a hell of a time in 12 hours. Um, very similar, actually, I would say to like a Metroid as well. Yeah. If you really want to go scour, it's, I think it's very similar in that way. Or even just another Halo game. Like it feels in line with the rest of the series. Like it's yeah. longer. It's the longest Halo game. Sure. But like the campaign, like if you're just playing the campaign levels, for example, like it feels like you're just playing a normal Halo game that just happens to have this big open world in the middle of it. So. But I wanted to, when I finished, like, I don't know about you guys, when I finished, like, a, a, a campaign or a mission, a story mission, like, I kind of wanted to just, like, you almost, you escape from whatever structure, and you, and it feels like you've got a breath of fresh air. And I just want to go, like, stretch my legs out a little bit and stretch my arm and go, like, go do something else. And you almost get, like, a palate cleanser with the open world. And then you jump back into a story mission. Like, I'm, I'm ready for some some meaty content here as well court well that's where the comparison comes to the the ubisoft games like we say far cry but let's just say ubisoft games because that's what they they all do um and but what 343 did is they did it they're like hey we're not going to make you do it for four hours we're just you can go out and do it for 25 minutes if you'd like and you can do some stuff out there and then go back and do the level again i just felt like the the campaign like the story missions felt different they felt i don't know there was there was more of a gravitas to it and even the like they really dive into it. They usually reward you with some sort of story beat or cinematic or something like there's there's a different kind of reward than the gameplay reward that you would get for running around. And I just don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to do too much of the comparison, but I just feel like that is it felt quite different, almost like um, when I play like a Dragon Age game. I, well, I'm going in for a story mission. I'm I'm expecting something amazing to, or a twist or something to happen at the end of it. And you're rewarded on that in this game, I would say. Yeah, because well, they're not and also doing they don't, their- Sorry. Sorry, uh, yeah, because they're not doing it in the open world itself. Like, right. they're able to be much more cinematic with the mm-hmm. gameplay and with the storytelling. Because if, because that's part of the reason why in most Ubisoft games they can't really do that because they can't account for where you, the player, are going to be at any given time. Whereas in this, like this game, they kind of funnel you in specific areas so that so the the storytellers kind of know where you are as they're building the story. So. Um, and it could have been like 10 hours in between story beats and Far Cry or Ubisoft games. You could be so far in between that like, it's hard to even remember like what's happening. Like mm-hmm. the 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 how contained this is 
I think benefits the storytelling to a huge degree. You can't really go too far off before you go. Oh, I'll just go do another story mission. Like, well, yeah, I, it's it's open world, but still linear at the same time. Mm-hmm, it's weird mm-hmm. because as soon as you go under, you're in a linear. You're you're not going very far. Even though there are corridors, I did mm-hmm. notice on some of the missions there were there was more than one way to get to where you needed to go. Definitely, I was like, oh, there's that hallway. So I turned back and I went, and I was like, oh, and there's another monster closet there. There was a bunch of enemies in there. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, we'll go in and go through it. So yeah, man. You brought up monster closets, so that actually transitions us nicely to something that I know you're itching to talk about, Court. So we have to talk about it, of course. And that's some of the bosses. So there are some bosses in this game. We're obviously not going to go into specifics about bosses or anything like that because we don't, again, don't want to spoil anything. But Court, start us off because I know you got things to say about this. What do you think about the bosses? In so, game? and I think maybe uh, a lot of it has to do with the expectations that I got. If you remember when we watched the trailer and there's a uh, scene where Chief is thrown and he goes through a tree. Now, yeah. I know now in the campaign what this is. I thought, oh my God, we're going to get cinematic boss fights. Now, not everybody likes them. I do. So I like, you know, you, you grind a little bit and then there's cinematics and that's how it ends. And it's more uh, theatrical. Yeah, um, I'm agreeing the, with this. Yeah, so the boss fights aren't that. And I thought I was getting that. And I thought based on the story and how well it was written that it would have been better if they did that. Because almost the boss fights at some points took me out of the story, if yeah. that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And that's just for me. That's just mm-hmm. me personally. There was two to, two specific boss fights where I'm like... You, you gotta be like, like I just, I was like, really? Like there was one cause it was just such a small area and I'm like, it was just more frustrating. I'm like, oh, I'm just, okay, I'm dying again. I'm dying again. He, I'm one hit. I'm one. Like it just, I didn't get why they did it because the story was so great leading up to both of these boss fights. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, really? You just did this to me? Like I get it. But I thought, okay, this is three, four, three has had a lot of time. There's been a lot of years and they've seen things where you can make the story and they had such a good story but that's just my opinion on those two specific and i know you guys know exactly which boss fights they are there was just two of them there i'm like all right a little weird well they're sprinkled throughout and whether you call them boss fights or even mini bosses or something like that kind of like throughout i really thought you were going to hammer home on like the difficulty spikes which there are and they're, they're they vary throughout the game whether it's an area or like you've got like um basic training and then you've got advanced training like that's sort of like what happens oh, a I lot of times from one room oh. to the next no but even just like the way that you progress through like um, the various like structures areas, or even yeah. areas yeah you'll have like sort of uh, a bunch of grunts and then the next area is like there's two yep. hunters and all their friends like correct, I think that correct. that kind of happens in terms of uh, difficulty spikes I think some of the bosses and mini bosses are also examples of difficulty spikes here too I'm glad that they we're actually not like hanging on that for too long but I agree 100% with what you surprised me with in your comments there which was these are these characters that we're that we're tracking down or we're fighting are big deals, man. They like they are they're ferocious and they kind of come and go without too much fanfare. And I would like I would like to savor that like I found you and this is a thing and we are gonna battle. And then when the when the killing blow happens, like I would kind of want something more. But they die just as unceremoniously they, as anybody else. Yeah, they else just fall the down. And and I'll be honest, when I was having a hard part, I would message Ryan and Ryan would know, he'd be like, just do this. And I'm like, okay, and then it's not as hard and I wasn't dying as much. So yeah. I could have just said get good instead. Oh, you didn't, snap. Though. Well, and that's why I, wasn't, I didn't really want to like hang too much on, on yeah. difficulty. Although 
it is a little bit frustrating, Court. I think I think you said it. You can't change the difficulty. No, so yes, you cannot change it. So as someone who plays, um, and I call it baby mode for a reason, because in Bethesda, when you play on the easiest mode possible, they turn you into a baby. So a little pacifier in your mouth. Yeah, oh. which is fine. I like playing that um, because I've grown up playing harder games, and it just that's just my personal opinion. But for review... I decided to play this on normal because everybody else was. And there was that one um, open world boss fight with mm-hmm. the two of them mm-hmm. that it, yeah. if it wasn't for Ryan, I got killed a lot there. And yeah. I, I was getting frustrated. And um, the difficulty spike was huge going into that. Yeah. And I also found it a little frustrating that if you died, you started with what you had. So like if I didn't have weapons, I keep starting again with no gun and I'm like, oh God, like you're killing me here. So I literally have to go around. That's what the punch buttons for. You got to punch Exactly. And also the the grapple hook and I learned where stuff was on the map to go get them and and to finish that boss fight. But if it wasn't for Ryan giving me a little bit of hint on that boss fight, I probably would have still been at it for a while and I was just like, (laughs) why are you doing, like I just didn't understand the, hey, I, why all of a sudden you give me a Demon Souls boss fight out of nowhere? It like, wasn't whoa. a Demon Souls yeah. for me. It's like the Metroid, pie, I'm, the Metroid I'm, bosses. It, it was it was out of nowhere. It was just this huge difficulty spike on that. Just I was like, come on now, why yeah. are you doing this? Because the yeah. story was so good. If that Not makes being any able sense. to change the difficulty is so so strange. Yeah. I think I, like why why lock you in on that? That's got to be an adjustment coming. Yeah, I actually agree with that too. And I mean. You weren't able to adjust it in mid-campaign in previous Halo games, but you could just quit out, and then you start from the mission select menu, and then select right. the difficulty from there. So they always, they always gave you a way to change it. You know, just you would have to start a level over again. Um, but yeah, with an open-world game like this, you have to offer that as an option for accessibility's sake. Because who wants to get you know three or four hours into a game, find it's too difficult, and want to start over again? Like, totally. hey, I'm, I'm proud of myself. I, this is the first game I finished on normal in forever. I, I'm proud I of can't you wait too, to play Court. it on Legendary. Like, that's going to be really, oh really my, fun, I think. But see, so. that that to me would be fun to play with a friend. Yeah. Like, okay. when that comes out, that's a good stream. Like, hey, Sean, let's do a Haley Saturday. Let's see how yeah. much we get can get destroyed. Going. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I, I know the next time I replay it, I'm going to be playing on Heroic. Because I usually play Halo games on Heroic, but... This time around for the review, I always play normal games. This guy, games on normal check for out review. this guy. This guy but, is real uh, good. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to play on Pro the strats. difficulty modes because uh, I'm going to play on easy and get the thousand gamer score. Same, yeah. There's <laughs> yeah. that too. So <laughs> now now that we've talked about everything, it's time to kind of round out the conversation. So before we go to final thoughts, there's a question that Sean knows that I always ask whenever we do a review like this of a Game Pass game in particular. So I have to ask you, and I'm going to start with you, Court, because, I mean, especially because you already don't know that this question is coming, and I want to surprise you. If the game wasn't on Game Pass, let's say for some reason you don't pay for Game Pass, maybe you don't care about multiplayer, maybe you don't care about Game Pass, do you think the campaign by itself is worth $60? Go. Yes. I, without, without question. The, the story alone uh, yeah. was phenomenal. And, and see, that's the thing with me. I'm okay with an eight hour game or a 12 hour game or even like an Artful Escape. I would have paid for that. I'm okay as long as the story is compelling and written very well. And it really was. The story was phenomenal. Sean? Yeah. 
I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat. I, and I don't necessarily, it, $60 means something different for every single person on the planet. Uh, for me, I feel like if you have an Xbox or if you're even interested in the Xbox ecosystem, like this is kind of required gaming. Like yeah. it is so good on almost every level. I'm very curious to see where everybody else lands on this. I really do think that there's nitpicky stuff that we, we've kind of like glanced over because the overall gameplay experience is so good. But I think that this is this hits every note every time that like I got to a certain scene or a particular gaming combat moment and the music hits in or I jump in a vehicle or I'm like, oh, we're on it now. Like I felt awesome playing this game. And so like that's not a dollar valuation comment for me. It's like, yeah. should I play this game? Like f- figure it out. Like get Game Pass then or buy the game. Like whatever, dude, like whatever you have to do, play this game is kind of my put it like comment on the box kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah, if you have an Xbox, you need to play the game. You just play it. Yeah. I agree with you both. Like, if you're new to Halo, I think this is the perfect place to start. If yes. you're a Halo veteran, you're going to love it. So mm-hmm. I think it's a win-win. Like, it's easily one of the, the best games I've played this year. And Same. I'm so happy and, we decided to play this campaign. Sorry, and it gives point. a lot of history. Like, if you if this is your first Halo game, it catches you up on a lot. It's yep. very well done on doing that. It's almost like the story is a tutorial of Halo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, especially because of how points. long it's been since five. Like, you know mm-hmm. that there's going to probably be a lot of people jumping into this for the first time. So we know that you're out there. So, yeah, yeah whether, was, whether you've got Game Pass or not, for me. I think it's worth with the, every dollar that you pay for it. So definitely check it out. But final thoughts. Anything else you guys want to cover before we wrap up? And we'll go to you first on this one, John. Oh, I was going to throw it to court because I feel like you had some notes on. Was there anything that we missed? We glanced over the things were like frustrating uh, for you. Auto at logs all? we got. Um, yeah, no, fr- frustration part is um, is more on my personal play style, and I don't want to fault the game, and I'm not going to fault them on not having co op, even though that to me is Halo because they told me they weren't going to have whole lot co op. That's going true. In. So, I so think it has I, to be part of the the evaluation, though. It's like that is that, missing. Yeah, yeah. So like, if if I'm going to give it. Okay, to me, and I know I told you this before, and I think you were shocked when I said this, I still think Forza was a better game. And this isn't going to be a game of the year, knock it out of the park, but I think it's going to be a, for every Xbox fan or anybody that likes Halo or likes a game like this, this is a very, very, very good game. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's not a great game. Mm, I'm see, sorry. I, it just it I, isn't. I think it is great, but there's it's, it's it's feature incomplete, and I think that those are those can be separate. And this is this is where I think things will get a little divisive, either mm-hmm. in this group or anybody else who plays it. And it depends on how much that impacts people's experience with it. People might open this package up and go like, "Ooh, where's this? And where's this? And where's this?" And that might make them go, "This isn't worth sixty dollars, or this isn't worth getting into Game Pass for." For me, that didn't matter at all because um, yeah. I wanted to play this game. Uh, as a single player experience and i felt like for me that was that was all there but yeah there's some people are going to notice gaps there and there's yeah. just no way around it and we we've all watched this development over the last year and a, and a bit and it's all there like it's very clear in some cases it's very clear that this game needed every moment that it could get of development time it would have it would have fallen on its face if it came out a year ago it would have been disastrous it would have been exactly and and like i said i really enjoyed it i'm extremely excited and i truly think that my opinion of the game is going to change when i play it the way i want to play a game Mm. where i want to spend like i have no problem spending playing one game for a whole month 
I don't right. need to, I don't have, uh, I, I got kids. I don't, I don't have to, I play only like an hour or two a day. So I have no problem spending that whole month and exploring the living daylights out of it. Cause that to me yeah, is man. fun. Mm-hmm. So, and then once I do that, I think that game is going to be in the upper echelons for me right now. But as of right now, it, I had a different experience because the way I played it. Yeah, dude, I just can't. I want to see those armor sets in multiplayer. I like for yeah, me, we didn't get a I chance go to back see and them. forth. We only I haven't even names. looked at them. Yeah, man. Like I, I really can't wait to replay this again. I can't wait to see what I missed the first time around. Like there's mm-hmm. so much foreshadowing that it does. I think that'll be really interesting to, to play again. Um, so, and I felt the same, to be honest, I felt the same with the Halo five and Halo four. Like I, I replay those, those campaigns quite a wow. bit actually. Yeah. I liked, I liked Halo five. I just want to well, get see, in. You're a, a, you're a Halo guy. There you go. I, I, I love I Halo too. I'm like Halo three, four, three big, guy. Actually, as Halo it turns five out. was a big, big disappointment to me. And I, and I'm yeah. on the outside on that. Like, I'm so like, I'm not expecting a lot of people to come at me like, yeah, me too. Halo five. Like there's very few of us, but I just, I like the way that it felt. I, I thought one it was really of interesting. Us. I know. One of us. Hashtag I didn't need it to lock. be, I didn't need it to be a master chief. I never deducted points from Halo five for it being like a, a lock and, and master chief kind of thing. I, I thought that, that was interesting. That's- that's one of the things I liked about it was it wasn't just a chief story. So well, and that's what Halo Two did. Like I thought we liked Halo Two, so, but anyways, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. I like people Halo. Be, so I like the first three Halos very I know, much. But so I just thought it was interesting that people were mad with Halo Five that it was like split between two characters. When I'm like, didn't we already agree I that was this was say, okay after being not, mad about not it what Halo I was 2? mad about. I actually did a whole podcast with Drew McMillan about all the things that I didn't like about that game. But that was that was actually surprisingly one of the things I liked about it was that it was split between two characters. But, but I I thoroughly enjoyed. I thought this was the best character development of the yes. enemies ever yes. in a Halo yeah. game. Like they did such a good job. They did. I, I hate to say it because I play them a lot, but they did what Ubisoft does with their villains, and they mm-hmm. did that with here where I cared about the villains. Yep. And when you get those audio logs um, with that that one villain, um, I cared about him in the end. Yeah, there's got oh man, there's got to be a spoiler like I did. I, in our I future, cared, guys. I cared about that guy in the end, and I was like, wow. Like, there was so much more to him, and then when you go through that gauntlet, let's call it, and I'm almost like, oh, do I, can I change my mind? Can, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. what I was thinking in my head. Now you know how I feel every time I play Final Fantasy fourteen. But anyways, we got to go. But before we go, court plugs go. Oh, okay. Yeah, me, me. Uh, I'll, I'll get out of my car and let you know that uh, <laughs> um, you can catch me on YouTube at Xbox A. Uh, or you can find me on Twitter at, uh, at Xbox A or at Court Lalonde. And Sean, where please, can people find you? Click like and subscribe. We're we're so close to a thousand subs. Please, please. You guys please, are please, crushing please. it. First of all, thank you, Court, for being here, my friend. It was so fun to be playing this alongside you. And there's a couple of other us uh, who I'm sure, um, yeah, checking out more content from you guys over there. We the Nerdy is going to have some content um, as well. It it was so fun just to have a little group going and and seeing where everybody was at. That was great. So glad that you, uh, we could pair up and have you on the show thank today you for with having us. Me. People can find me on Twitch and Twitter at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. And now that Halo is here, man, Halo Saturdays are going to be off the charts. Twitch.tv slash Sean Capri, YouTube.com slash Yumi Capri, Mr. Turford. Very nice, my friend. And Court, again, just like Sean said, thank you so much again for being here, man. Really appreciate you taking the time out to yeah, hang out with us late. so late at night and talking about Halo. But of course, you can find me over on Twitter at Ryan Turford. You can find us on Twitter at Yumi Capri's on YouTube at youtube.com slash Yumi Capri and on podcast services around the globe. So 
For Court Lalonde and Sean Capri, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been The Extra Mile, all about Halo Infinite, and we out. Thank you.